Hello and thank you for listening to episode 192 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, this is another of our interview shows and for a change, sat next to me is Tina. Hello. The reason you're sat next to me is because... Because I love Danny! I think we should get this clear. I think most of our listeners already know that, let's say for (laughs) Mads Mikkelsen, when you watch a Mads Mikkelsen film, you need to sit on two towels, right? Four towels, actually. No, no, they know I'm... Look, I know how many towels I have to sit on when I see Maz Mickelson. And it's not Mads, he's, his name is Maz. Frederick well, told four, me that. He's a four-toweler then. He's a four-toweler. Now, I know that I'd already seen uh, Double Date <laughs> at Grimfest in 2017. It was my favourite film of, of Grimfest in 2017. I've been waiting for so long for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray, which we've now got, thankfully, yeah. and everybody should buy. Uh, and I remember sat with you, mm. and I said, look, it's here, we got the review copy first, yeah. and uh, put it on for you. And you did, because you knew that, that Danny, the writer, yeah. and the star, he, mm. was, he was a ginge. Yeah. And you'd got one towel ready, because you knew he was a ginge. Yeah. Now remember that Maz <laughs> Mickelson <laughs> is four towels. <laughs> the scene... <laughs> Where Danny, who plays Jim in the film, is topless on the bed. Yeah. I swear you had at least half a dozen towels in there. You ran to the airing cupboard and just grabbed a handful. <laughs> I've got a terrible thing about men with red hair. See? I just really so, love them. Um, yeah, Danny and Morgan. And if they're funny as well. Yeah, he's I, officially a, at least a six-towler. Danny Morgan, or as I like to call him, Organ Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but we both, we both. I mean, you've, you've so fallen in love lovely. with the movie as much as I me. I love you? the film. I think yeah, it's yeah. it's my favourite film of the year, even though it's a couple of years old and it's just been released on mm. Blu-ray. But you've, you've seen it for the first time this year. Uh, I've seen it for the first time this year, and yeah. uh, and it is just uh, and on repeat viewing, it just gets better. It does get better, and then the, it doesn't. It? The it's great thing about yeah. you know you buy the physical copy, yeah. the extras on it as well yeah. just had. Fantastic. A whole more different yeah. layers to it and add to the enjoyment even more. Yeah. Which is so good. Because we, we review a lot of films and part of the package is we, we always try to listen to the commentary and we do watch all the extras mm. and, you know, talk about them when we review them. So knowing that this had extras on it, we thought that they would be funny. Yeah. But they're they're sort of funny and informative as well and, you know, really in depth and the making of is really oh, good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But the commentary, commentary is brilliant. It's it just, really is. It's so funny because they're a bit pissed. And then two of the cast members have a fight. Yeah. I think they were really fighting it's, as it's well. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. The fact that we get I'd to like chat to with get Danny. Michael Soccer on the floor though and punch him a few times. Would you? <laughs> Sit on his face. Oh God, did I really say yes, that? Yes, you said that now. Thank you. Shall we, uh, before you get any more carried away, <laughs> shall we let everybody listen to our interview with the, the lovely... The lovely, lovely... Lovely Danny Morgan. Organ Morgan. Sorry. Danny, thank you so much for joining uh, me and Tina tonight. I cannot tell you. Not only how excited I've been since uh, I put Double Date as my favourite film of Grimfest 2017. Uh, <laughs> see, normally I do these interviews by myself. There was no way on earth that Tina was not going to be on this interview with you. Oh, that's very nice. Aww. Yeah, Tina's been writing some lovely stuff on Twitter about the film. Um, yeah, we're, we're really chuffed. You guys have been so supportive. So thank you so much. I'm just so glad that it's finally out on DVD and video. Mm. I put in the review, you know, two years ago now. Then that mm. I, I couldn't wait for it to come out, and now everybody can buy it and enjoy it with yeah. not just the film, but oh my god, the extras on it and yeah. the, the commentary. Yeah. The commentary <laughs> is brilliant. Well, you know what? I haven't actually, I haven't listened to the the edited version because. Well, I mean, I remember doing it and thinking, right, well, this is interesting. I don't think there's been many. Uh, commentaries like this because um, we you know we've got there and we all we all get a bit excited when we see each other um, so we'd all we'd all had a couple of beers and uh, it was all spirits were up and we were all very excited <laughs> and then we got into this little studio and something something happened I think a, a little a devil came in there with us or something but um, 
<laughs> it all just, I mean, it's a real roller coaster of emotions, that thing. Uh, all I can remember is trying to, trying to get people to talk at once and uh, not start fighting amongst themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got to be, I mean, I can't remember many countries where two of the lead cast have got into an actual argument <laughs> fight. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely worth checking out. We couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't, no. It was absolutely oh, hilarious. Good. I'm glad it came all right because, to be honest, we left thinking we're not even sure they can use any of that. I mean, it's, it just sounds like a, a, a Friday night fight at the pub. <laughs> yeah, it does. It was, just, it was just chaos. So I'm glad they've managed to sort of cut around some of the more extreme stuff. Well, I can't yeah. believe it was cut. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Well, they. Uh, I think. I think apparently they cut out some uh, some of the swearing. Really. <laughs> Some of the more extreme swearing, I think. Was there? Are there any beeps in it? Um, I, I think there might there, there have might been be when... towards the end. The more it goes on, I think some could appear from yeah. I remember, yeah. I think there were a few C-bombs dropped that might have been. <laughs> Not from me, obviously. I'm a good boy, but um, some of the, you know, let's blame it on soccer. Michael soccer. Yeah, it's his know. fault. It is, yeah. Let's blame yeah. it all on him. Yeah, he's yeah. the one with the potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we go back, if we go back quite early, because one thing that I showed Tina on YouTube a few weeks ago was uh, where did it all go wrong, which you did with uh, the director of this, Benjamin Barfoot. With ben, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you want to give the listeners just a brief history, I know this is a question you've probably been asked so many times, but just a brief right. history of how you guys got together, the making of that, and then how it led on to Double Date. Yeah. So, um, me and Ben uh, first met at MTV. We we both were starting out at MTV in our sort of early twenties. Ben was a little bit older. Um, <clears throat> but I got a job there doing this really stupid thing called Ginger Bloke Meets, and uh, <laughs> some of that's still on YouTube. And oh god, it's rough to watch. But it it, it was basically just me uh, being edited in. Ben would edit in me with these uh, actual footage of uh, real interviews with bands and musicians and stuff. So it would look like I was doing a really horrible interview and saying these horrible things to like the killers or, you know, Radiohead or whatever. Fantastic. And, and yeah, some of it's on YouTube. A lot of it got taken down because of the, ba the bands. Yeah. Some of the band's representatives weren't too happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, and people, people quite liked it and it got a little bit of a cult following amongst MTV viewers and, uh, and then, so me and Ben did that for a couple of years, and then I went away and did some acting and stuff, and we we sort of uh, sort of lost touch for a couple of years, and then I came back and thought, you know, I need to start trying to create my own stuff now. I was I was like getting into my late twenties, and I thought I right, I can't just wait around for the phone to ring anymore. I want to start making things, and. Um, so I got in touch with Ben and uh, he wanted to do the same. He was just like, oh, God, yes. He was like he was waiting by the phone and he wanted to direct. He, he He's basically an editor. He's like a shit hot editor. I mean, he's like it's weird. It's like watching like Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just the way he, does, he can do it with his eyes closed and he's, he's just a really a weird thing to watch. But um, he'd always really wanted to direct as well. So. He was really excited about doing something, and the only idea I had was, okay, well, I've got a flat uh, in West London, a uh, tiny little flat. I've got me, and Ben's got a camera, and, no, and decent camera as well. He had some pretty good equipment because he really wanted to do something. And I thought, well, okay, look, let's do – I mean, I'm ginger. That's another thing we've got. <laughs> Tina, I believe you're a fellow ginger. Is that I right? certainly am. Excellent, excellent. Dave, Dave will, will work on that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I thought, okay. And then I just had this idea about, a, you know, a 29-year-old Ron Weasley. Like, what happened to Ron Weasley after Hogwarts? And I just thought, you know, like the side, he was the, always the sidekick. And um, I just thought it was an interesting thing to think, okay, so what happens to those sidekicks? The heroes go off and have these amazing lives, but what happens to these sidekicks, you know? <laughs> and so I started thinking about this idea that he, maybe life wasn't going too well for poor old Ron and 
Hermione had left him and um, ha- and Harry wasn't speaking to him anymore. <laughs> and basically, he'd sort of been shunned by the, the wizarding community. Aww. And he was just on hard times. And I, that really made me laugh. And I thought... Okay, <laughs> That's so cruel. Just, I know. <laughs> well, this is... And, and this was what was good, is that Ben thought this was hilarious as well. And so... <laughs> Other sometimes we have an idea and people go, "Oh my god, that's so sad and tragic," and we think it's hilarious. It is. But we both <laughs> we both got very dark senses of humour, which sort of explains double date as well. But um, yeah. So anyway, we we really like this idea, and because at MTV, my background was improvising. Uh, all the ginger bloke stuff at MTV was me just in a room improvising, and then Ben would edit it together. So I thought, well, look, just come around with a camera and let's, it's, let's say it's his 29th birthday party and he's invited Harry and Hermione. They don't turn up, so he has a party by himself and it gets really, really sad and I won't give away the ending. <laughs> Your listeners should could definitely go and watch. It's called Where Did It All Go Wrong on YouTube and Vimeo. And, um, but yeah, so it just spirals into a really dark, dark place. And uh, yeah, we thought it was funny and lots of people thought it was really sad. <laughs> I want to know, did you already have the wand or did you have to go out and buy one? <laughs> and the Harry cape, well, the Hogwarts cape as well. Well, this is what's, you know, it's really sad. And tra- the, the more sad and tragic than the film, it was the making of it. <laughs> Because it was two men in their late 20s. You know, Ben was actually, I think, 30, and maybe even early 30s, in a flat. And I, we went and bought a cheap Harry Potter cape, or not a cloak. And we, could, we, couldn't, we couldn't afford to buy one of those wands, so I literally went and snapped a branch off a tree outside. <laughs> I mean, it was... Talk about two men who are just desperate to make something. You know, we and we so, and then I even I you know I I found some poster with that Hermione because there's a Hermione cardboard cutout in the thing which I talked to and he's a really he has this weird relationship with a cardboard cutout of Hermione. <laughs> I made that. That's I mean, so amazing. That, it's so sad. It's so it's making me want to cry actually now. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, we we did, it was all really homemade. <laughs> Um, but we knew that Ben could edit and make things look great. That's the that's the genius of Ben is that he can take something that has no right to look as good as it does, yeah, and and give it style with no money whatsoever. I mean, there, yeah, obviously there was no money on Ron, but I think even our other shorts and then Double Date, you know, it wasn't a big big budget. I think it was like seven hundred and fifty grand in the end, yeah. but um, lots of people came up to him afterwards and said you made that look like it was you know you spent a lot more money than that so i think one of his big talents is making my stupid idiotic shit look (laughs) look kind of presentable and uh i think the weird mixture of of my sort of let's just do something stupid uh and his kind of uh, more attention to detail and uh, style and uh, his eye, mm. I think made just kind of an interesting combination. The stupid, the stupidity with the sort of taking it seriously. And uh, I think that's what kind of makes those short films and Double Date uh, feel quite interesting, I think. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How did you get on then to write in Double Date from that? Where did the idea come from? And how long did it take to write as well? Um, so, I mean, I think I actually started writing Double Date before we did that. I was I was doing a film. I was doing a film called On the Road, and I, ha- I got a part, and it was a you know quite a big film. It was my first decent part in a in a pretty big film, and it had loads of famous people in it. Mm. I, was, I was literally the only non-famous actor in this thing. It had uh, Kristen Stewart and Kirsten Dunst and uh, Steve Buscemi and Sam Riley and I mean Steve Gutten, but not Steve Gutten. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done a film since 1985. <laughs> um, no, uh, Viggo Mortensen. Why the fuck did I say Steve Gutten? <laughs> oh God! Uh, and Amy Adams and just these this crazy cast, and then me, just some just some guy from West London. Um, 
and but it was amazing it was an amazing experience yeah. and they all really looked after me because i told them on the first day like i'm shitting myself i don't you know, i shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be here but we had we just traveled around the world making this film and it was amazing um but there there was loads of downtime so i was there sort of sitting around in hotel rooms a lot of the time waiting to be called to set sometimes for like days on end and I thought, well, this is, I'm literally just sitting here. It's great. I mean, I'm enjoying the room service and all this. But I need to start being more like proactive and productive. So I thought, right, well, I'm going to try and write a film. I mean, how hard can that be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it turns out it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. I was so, like, naive. I mean, I'd read a lot of scripts because the acting has been my background forever really i mean i started in a little youth theater company when i was nine and then wow. yeah and i started i mean I, I i used to put on plays um this is going way back now yeah um, but i used to put on plays in my parents garage when i was i think i was about six five or six wow. That's great. And, I, yeah. and i forced my friends to be in it and they really didn't want <laughs> but we used to put up a curtain well i did i don't know why i'm telling they, they didn't do anything <laughs> I used to put up a curtain. We used, I used to get chairs and all the na- get the neighbours to come around and watch. I was like a real annoying little drama <laughs> kid. I mean, it must have been infuriating. You don't come from like a showbiz sort of family no, then. It's just... No, not in the yeah. slightest. I don't know where it came from. My parents don't really. Mm. Um, no, my mum, you know, she was a she was a house, house mum and yeah. um, she raised the kids. And then later she became a, a teacher and... Um, but my dad was a you know a journalist, um, and uh, so no, there was no there was no real sh- sort of show busy stuff. Mm. I just loved it, and yeah. I loved I just really really loved showing off, which is an annoying <laughs> kid. And then I sort of did drama, you know, drama clubs and stuff, and so acting basically all my life. But um, I'd read a lot of scripts, and uh, so as I was doing this film, I thought, well, I'm just going to try and write something. And I had an idea. I had. The very first idea I had was for Double Date, and I thought, okay, so two guys, two girls, one night, um, or like a very, you know, a couple of nights, very short period of time. Anyway, um, I can handle that. I think that's not too much. And I had the the basic premise, which was the two girls are serial killers, and the two guys think they're, you know, they're going to get lucky. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, that's a nice starting point. Um, and there's loads of fun to have with that and people not knowing what's going on and something, the audience knowing not what's going on, but the characters not going, you know, and all that. Um, and I had things in my head, like, um, uh, obviously Shaun of the Dead and I loved things like that and loved comedy horrors. So I thought, okay, well I can do something like that. Mm. Um, and so basically I just started writing. I got, um, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't think to read any books or anything. <laughs> I just sort of blurted out a really, really rough first draft. Uh, I don't even know if it was on final draft, to be honest. I think I just wrote it on the on the back of a packet of fags or something. <laughs> it was really, really rough, but um, I really enjoyed it, and it, you know, it gave it occupied my mind, and I just really, really, really loved it, and. Um, and then it was a really sort of slow process, but uh, cut to about a year later, and I'm in a pub, um, or I'm in a bar, but I don't actually remember any of this. Basically, I, I wake up, oh, you'll, recognize, you'll recognize a common theme as we go through. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of me waking up not knowing what's happened. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I woke up and I had a business card in my wallet and I hang over. And the business card uh, said, Matt Wilkinson, film producer. And I was like, okay, I've got no idea who that is. I have no recollection of talking to any film producers. Why have I got his card? And so I emailed him. I got up the courage to email him. It was like a weird sort of nervous, like emailing a girl that you've just had a really bad date with. (laughs) And I said... um, so hi Matt, um, I don't know, I don't know if I spoke to you or my name's Danny and I've got this film, and he basically came back and told me the entire plot of Double Date. So I'd obviously just sort of bent his ear <laughs> for about an hour and told him everything. And he really liked the idea, yeah. you know, the concept. 
so he said, well, look, send me the script and I'll take a read. And he did. And he thought, you know, this is very, very rough. But um, Matty Wilkinson, he was a writer. He's our producer on Double Day. And he was a writer to start off with. And he's just a genius when it comes to scripts and structure. And he's a, he's a, he's just brilliant. And so he basically kind of gave me a crash course in screenwriting, really. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll forever be indebted to him. I think he was bored as well. He hadn't, like, he hadn't, <laughs> he hadn't produced, he'd just started producing and he hadn't produced any films or anything. So I just caught him. There's all lots of luck involved. I just caught him at a point where he didn't have much on. You know, if I'd met Matt now and said, can you spend the next two years developing a script, he would literally <laughs> just hang up. <laughs> or, or you know, put me onto his assistant or something because he's he's now blowing up and making Danny Boyle films and stuff. Wow. And wow. Yeah, so Matt produced. Sorry, I'm just rambling here. I realised, um, but Matt produced uh, yesterday the, the new. Oh yeah, yeah, but the Beatles. Yeah. Beatles film. So Matt wow. produced that. Wow. Um, wow. Danny Boyle directing and Richard Curtis writing, and he's been developing it for a few years. But um, yeah, it was just a amazing for him like his yeah. career is just uh, completely blowing up so me and ben are just hanging on to his coattails for dear life really. <laughs> <laughs> hoping he doesn't forget about us what was it like for you that first day on set it, was it a little bit like surreal that it's oh here it is it's all finally happening oh mate yeah yeah it was weird um it, it, the whole process was just so surreal and uh, like a dream because I never really, I mean, little bits here and there, but I've never really had people working so hard to make something that you just, you made up in your head. Mm-hmm. Having all these people, like the crew. I remember one thing that really stuck out for me, we walked onto uh, the, into a studio that we were using before we'd shot anything. We walked into a studio and there were these blokes literally on their knees hammering this, these wood, this wood together, like just proper laborer laborers like smashing this stuff together and i was like well i wonder what they're doing and they went they're making the set to your nightclub and i was like what <laughs> i was like these men are like like sweating and building this, this thing that i just made up it was that was a really weird and i felt obliged to kind of go over and go thank you so much for making this <laughs> thank you so can i help and i grabbed a hammer and they was like no piss off mate. You're, <laughs> you're an arty farty type we'll handle this did you uh, have um any say in the actors did you, you know yep. because it was your idea and you must have formed some sort of idea of who you wanted or the type or yeah well the the casting was an interesting one i mean i was always gonna play jim one of the main reasons i wrote the thing is because like look, i want to before i die i want to play the lead part in a film um it was just something i'd always wanted to do because you know looking like me you know, if you're a big ginger guy, the chances of you playing the sort of leading man are pretty slim. So I thought, well, look, fuck it, I'll write my own one. <laughs> and um, so that was, I was always going to play Jim and I kind of wrote it for myself. And Matt was very good at making sure everyone who we spoke to knew that. Um, but the rest was sort of up for grabs. Um, we did a little, in, we did a little uh, audition for Kitty's and we saw a few actresses and they were great and then kelly came in and i think maybe some of this is on the making of on the dvd mm. i can't yeah can't remember now yeah. she literally came in and scared the shit out of me <laughs> she walked in um and one of those i was reading in with her and she grabbed my hair and slammed me up against the wall and leaned in and said the line that she says to Lulu where she says, we're doing this tonight. And I literally thought I'd, you know, shit myself. <laughs> and I remember turning to Ben behind the camera and going, yeah, that, 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 that's good. She's good. She's good. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, she was just nailed it. You know, she came in and she just grabbed that part. And mm. um, But she was, you know, a relatively unknown actress at the time, she hadn't really done much. <clears throat> bits of comedy bits here and there, but she was just so perfect for that part. So we yeah. just made we made sure that she was going to play Kitty, even though that Kitty was the part that, if any of the parts we could have possibly cast a higher profile actor, then probably that part because it's 
you know, who doesn't want to play the psycho kick <laughs> yes. woman who just, you know, does all this crazy, horrible shit. Um, and so anyway, so Kelly was in and then we had a couple of other actors attached to play uh, Alex and Lulu until literally until about two weeks before we started shooting. We had my mate Daniel Lawrence Taylor, um, who's a brilliant actor, and uh, he did um he couldn't do it he was attached and then literally he got his own sitcom on itv called time wasters mm. uh which he which he wrote and starred in and it's got like two series and it was a big hit and so uh, we were all chuffed for him but really you know we were gutted he couldn't do it yeah mm. um and then almost straight after that we had esther smith uh attached to play lulu who is again is an awesome actress and she had to go and do, weirdly enough, uh, Harry Potter, uh, the, the, the musical <laughs> or whatever it is, the stage show. She got a big part in that. Oh. So um, another Harry, weird Harry Potter theme in my life. <laughs> You've got a few, haven't you, really? There's a few. Actually, yeah, we'll get to that. There is another one coming up. Um, <laughs> God, that is weird now I think about it. And I don't even like Harry Potter. How dare that's, you? I know. I'm sorry. I know that's sacrilege, oh. but... I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I've soured the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, no, I never really, I never really got into it. But it's had such a massive, uh, uh, you know, input on my life. Um, so, uh, so anyway, Esther couldn't do it, and so we had this. Um, thankfully, we had this brilliant casting director called Anna Kennedy, who, with about a week to go, said, "Right, here's your Lulu, here's your Alex," and gave us. Georgia Groom and Michael Soccer and we met them and we were just like holy shit we couldn't have got luckier mm -hmm. I mean it, yeah. at, we met Georgia and we read a couple of scenes but straight away I was like she's perfect mm -hmm. she's just perfect because Georgia's got that thing where Lulu doesn't say very much in the film mm -hmm. and she, there's a lot of her looking at her sister and looking yeah. at Jim and so she has to say everything with her eyes and just little subtle looks here and there. Mm. And she took the part of Lulu, because it wasn't much on the page, to be honest, and she just totally brought it to life. Mm. Um, she, and she's got such a, like easy access to her emotions. She's just a great actress. Mm. Um, and uh, and then Michael Soccer, I mean, fuck, what do you say? <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. I mean, now it's weird because we can't imagine anyone else playing that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, he just inhabited Alex and took it in a way that none of us really saw. He made him as a lot kind of harder and uh, grittier, which worked beautifully, especially up against me being all soft and pathetic. So you didn't know Michael beforehand because you... Yeah. I've never seen a film where the two leads look genuinely like their best mates oh, really that, i'm, I'm going to tell him you said that He'll yeah be yeah. Uh, yeah well it was instant you know uh we had an instant chemistry i mean i just loved him he we he had we had a meeting with him me ben matt and him and he won't mind me telling the story i've told it before um but he turned up for the meeting hung over i mean clearly he'd been up all night <laughs> And um, he was, he was, he just walked in. He went, "All right, lads. Oh, yeah, I love the script. It's brilliant. It's brilliant." I'm like, you know, <laughs> but, do we? I really, I really <laughs> like it. I really like it. You know, I really like it. And uh, we went, "Well, that's great, Mike." You know. And then he looked down and he no, he realised his t-shirt was on inside out. <laughs> so he went, "Oh, fucking hell! I'm really sorry." Like, and, and he took his, <laughs> took his t-shirt off. So he's now bare-chested. With three three minutes into the meeting. He's turning his T-shirt, his grubby white T-shirt inside out and putting it back on. And he went, right, okay, so who's who's playing Jim? And I went, that's me. And he went, oh, you're right, mate. And he, we shook hands and instantly I was just pissing myself. Yeah. And we just, yeah, we just, it was just so easy to get on with him. And yeah. I think he's, just, he's great mm -hmm. at um, being natural on camera. Yeah. yeah. And I knew the most important thing to get right for me in this film was the, the two relationships, but especially the relationship between Alex and Jim mm -hmm. and the, the feeling that these are best friends who uh, have you know known each other most of their lives mm -hmm. and have a really, really e easy rapport. 
And so I thought, well, we're definitely going to need someone who can improvise because A, me and Ben love to improvise and I love to improvise. But also improvisation just gives you that effect of reality and uh, yeah. conversational and, and you know, the way real friends talk to each other. It's mm. messy and it's – and soccer just, uh, just came on set on the first day and we just started playing – and we made it we made it clear to him that he can he can totally play around with the lines and do what he wants really mm. and he and uh he really did yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody's every, really great though everybody is yeah that's it's, a good thing that's one another good thing about it is yeah. that everybody is so good isn't it mm. well that's nice yeah we i'm really chuffed you know that the four leads all the reviews basically said that the four leads all did a great job yeah. and there's not really a weak link um which is so nice to hear because obviously being it being a double date if there was one week link it would just be it could really drag yeah um so yeah we got so lucky with casting so lucky well you included as well danny i mean you're you're really brilliant in it Thank you. Uh, I was you waiting are... for something to bloody say it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, because I could, I don't know, it's, uh, when you've got red hair and you're a bit mm. chubby. Cause, Talk I to think, me. Talk yeah, to me. Yeah. It's, I, I sort of watched it on a different level to Dave, really, because I got it. <laughs> and I, I can remember the first time I saw it, seeing you building your little dinosaur on the bed with your top off. <laughs> and I just, I didn't laugh you know i thought oh. my god that was so fucking brave of him to do that because i know how he feels yeah but you're just so so good in it oh, you, re- you really are just so natural in it and so true as well because yeah, thank you yeah you're well, that's, brilliant that's, that's thank you very much well that's um all i wanted to do with jim uh, was make him as believable and as small and real as possible mm. because I knew there was going to be all these great you know soccer I mean Alex is a big character yeah mm-hmm. uh, Kitty is a big character the the parents are big characters they're you know they're quite big and silly in a lot of the way so I thought we really need to ground this film uh, with a just a, a really sort of sweet believable uh, character in the mm-hmm. center of it yeah. um so that's just what I wanted him. I just wanted people to. I just wanted people to like him, really. You know, and and it's the most important thing in a film. Is uh, if you, you know, you just need you need one character that the audience really like. Mm. I think. I think anyway. Yeah, I mean, you, they don't. Yeah. They don't have to be an angel, but you just have. They just, the audience just have to root for them. Mm. Um, and so that was my thing. Yeah, and I was nervous. I mean, I'd never be. I'd never played the lead in a film before, and. I was really, really nervous. So thankfully, I wrote myself a character who was really, really nervous all the time. <laughs> so it just looks—it looks like great acting, but actually, it's just, what you're watching is just a really nervous man wandering Aww. around. <laughs> well, one of the things that all the reviews mention is the the fight scene, mm. uh, and then a lot of people comparing and my myself too i mean mm. we watched it together yeah. didn't we that first time and i said oh get ready get ready for this and it is <laughs> I, I never thought and it's been compared to this if you in a lot of reviews i never thought i would see a cinematic fight that beat the one in they live yeah um, <laughs> and this yeah. this does trounce it this is the yeah. best fight yeah. you're going to see on film it's incredible oh, wow, and i know you were sat next to me tina weren't you and yeah. you were just loving it well you loved as yeah. well because it was it was like a fair fight and it yeah. was like the woman yeah. was really yeah. giving him shit back wasn't yeah. she yeah but yeah. i liked it that he was punching and her he was as punching well her, she yeah. fucking yeah. deserved that. well yeah she did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that was i mean to be completely honest the fight was all ben mm. i mean i i'm i'm not i don't really write action very well i like writing dialogue and uh stuff but ben just ben i in the script it says they have a fight and then uh <laughs> ben was like ben was like uh, can I do something here? Because Ben loves directing those kind of things. Yeah. It's like passion. And I went, yeah, mate, do what you want. Thinking he would come up with like, you know, a bit of fisty cuffs. And he came up with like a five page, mm. you know, completely planned out, choreographed, like a dance, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was all, everything you see in that fight is meticulously planned. And he spent two days in a room smashing it up. <laughs> just... <laughs> 
And I would occasionally come on to set and check up on him, and he would just look like a kid in a candy shop, just going, oh, I'm having the best time. Um, and, you know, and he did that. It took a couple of days to shoot that scene. But, um, uh, yeah, so that that was the important thing. That's what I was going to say, was that um, it was a fair fight, and yeah. they and they looked like they were really hurting each other. Oh, God, yeah. And it was, um, like you said, Tina, uh, it was really important that Kitty, it can be punched as well as punch. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, because the reality is he's fighting for his life and Mm -hmm. he's, you know, it's a fight to the death. And so I think what I love the most about that fight is that it's quite, it's quite brave and, and, um, And it, that's why it gets such a great response in the cinema. When we watched it with people, people just love that mm. scene. And yeah. people, you know, they gasp when um, Kitty gets punched in the face really hard. Yeah. And mm. um, and and they, it's just, yeah. No, I'm. I think Ben is so proud of that, and we we love it. And it's definitely one of the highlights of the whole film. Yeah. That's another good thing about the film, though, isn't it? There's so many There's so high, many scenes in it. You're talking to, I mean, yeah, we've talked to yeah. so many people about the film and said, you've got to watch Double Date. Mm. And then when you're t- telling them about it, you, you're just reeling off scene after scene. There's so many. There's never any downtime. No. You know, <laughs> even though even though there is, because it's you take the time to set the scene, you, know, you feel mm. empathy for the characters. It's not just all constant action and blood and everything. You really yeah. feel for the characters. Yeah. And then yeah. that's what makes when everything does kick off. It you, has care more them, you, you? Really you care about them, don't you? You do. You care yeah. about Jim. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. yeah. I mean, yeah, we knew we want, we had to take the time to sort of get to know them and uh, in amongst all this crazy action and these silly set pieces like the family scene and all, and the nightclub, we knew occasionally we just had to slow everything down and mm-hmm. say, look, let's just spend a bit of time here with these people and let the audience learn a bit about them. And um, especially Alex, actually, like we kind of felt confident that Jim people would sort of warm to Jim because he's so sort of pathetic at the beginning. Oh. Um, but it's quite, it's quite an easy character to make people like in a way um, or root for. But we, the problem we had was that Alex, you know, says and does some pretty horrific things <laughs> in, this, in this film. And like, I think to be honest, not many actors could have made that, character as sympathetic and it, but it was something that michael was um he felt before he sort of came on board he he, he wanted to make sure that we weren't just going to turn alex into a sort of stereotypical yeah. dickhead best friend mm-hmm. because he read it and it was like wow this guy is pretty obnoxious and uh, horrible and some of his views and things but i think a big part of that was when he meets his dad mm. um when the character meets yeah. his dad it was a good opportunity for us to sort of pull on the heartstrings a little bit and get people to sort of warm to Alex a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was... We definitely tried to slow it down and and spend some time with the characters in places, yeah. Yeah, and, of course, Dexter Fletcher playing his dad as well. Mm. Mm. How did that come about, getting Dexter in the movie? Well, uh, we paid him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of um, a combination of things, but he's a friend of one of our exec producers, Maggie Monteith, uh, and main investors, actually. She put in a big chunk of the money. She uh, She's a friend with Dexter's, and she loved the script so much, and she sent him this. She sent him the script and the scene and said, look, do you want to come down be one day? Um, and... Uh, and he's so yeah he agreed luckily and yeah. luckily again this is again like the whole luck of getting people just before they go on to do amazing things like right i mean if we asked if we asked him now he'd be probably directing <laughs> you know the the Scylla black i don't know what he's up to these days but he's just he's like one of hollywood's biggest directors yeah, now yeah. yeah we got him just before that happened yeah. you know um, so another bit of luck there really but yeah he was hilarious and he came just came on to set and uh again we said mate look there's a script but you just do whatever you want you're Mm. michael's you're alex's dad you're a horrible bastard (laughs) you're disgusting um 
but you know we we want a bit of heart in there as well and he just we just went off and had fun and then we hear all the stuff about jaffa cakes he made all that up (laughs) he starts calling me jaffa cake jim because i ate 10 packets of jaffa cakes and i was very sick like he just started saying all this shit and i was like what is he doing (laughs) and and it was so funny and then he starts calling me jaffa jim (laughs) and i mean it just it was brilliant and we thought there's no way we'll be able to use that. But here's an interesting fact for you. you Jaffa Cakes are not actu- it's not actually a brand. It's sort of like public domain. Oh. oh. No. No other, like, we had some other branding stuff that we couldn't say, but Jaffa Cakes were like, yeah, you can save Jaffa Cakes. Oh, I um, didn't know. That. I didn't know that. If you guys ever write a script. Jaffa real- Cakes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Another thing that's really great about the film is um, the music that's in it. Yes. Oh, you fell in love with goat, didn't you? I just am obsessed with goat uh, now. Yeah. I've never heard about. them yeah. before. I'm no, just watching the film. Good. It fits so perfectly, the songs yeah. that you've, you've used in it. Yeah. It, absolutely amazing. Mm, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got lucky. I mean, it was they basically Ben's favourite band. Mm. Uh, so, But when Ben was thinking about who can do the score for the film, he just thought, well, I might as well ask my favourite band before we <laughs> ask anyone else. But he never thought they would be interested, because yeah. if you know anything about goat, they're very, they're very mysterious and yeah. secretive, and they they wear these terrifying, weird like masks on stage, and no one knows any. I mean, we know who they are, but no one knows <laughs> sort of much about them, and they don't do it. They don't do interviews, and they no. don't, you know, they don't let their music be used for uh, adverts and stuff. Yeah. So we thought there's no chance. There's just no chance. Mm-hmm. But Ben sent them a message and amazingly like the lead guy came back and said yeah he'd, he'd love to do it wow. and so we went to sweden and we sat in this crazy studio and he had all these weird instruments and mm-hmm. just we just sort of watched him jam all these things it was just an amazing experience but yeah you're right it fits perfectly yeah. because it's sort of um classic horror sound yeah yeah a bit of psychedelic rock and um but it's fun but it's also scary mm. so it was kind of perfect in a way yeah, yeah. it's it very is. affecting oh, isn't it's really, it really, yeah, it's really brilliant it yeah what? yeah we we got really lucky and there's a i don't know if you know there's a there's a song at the end that i used um that i always wanted to use it's called keep yourself warm by frightened rabbit yeah Yes, because we, we we found it, didn't we? Yeah, we because did. I wanted to listen to uh, and we watched the video. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a beauty. I mean, it's yeah, one of my songs of all time. And um, I I knew the the lead singer and the guy who wrote it. And sadly, he died like a, a couple oh. of years about a year ago. Oh, God, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a very it's really really sad. And oh. uh, it's uh, but if so, if any of your listeners want to check out an amazing scottish band check out frightened rabbit they've got like five albums mm. and all awesome but when i wrote the very first draft of the script um the only thing that stayed the same it from the first draft to the last draft was that that song plays at the end yeah yeah it literally everything else changed <laughs> and so um he was nice enough to let us use it uh for pretty much good. nothing yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that was that was another cool moment oh god i bet what was it like watching it for the first time on the big screen with an audience? Very cool. Um, very, very cool. We did, um, well, the first time properly, because we did a couple of little test audiences with people that we knew. And um, and it, that's not quite the same because, you know, the first, but the first time that we watched it with an actual paying audience of strangers was at the Edinburgh uh, Film Festival. Mm. And that was where we sort of, that was where we had our, I'm pretty sure that's where we had our world premiere, I think. Um, yeah, it was. And uh, it was like about half 11 at night and we had a packed audience and we couldn't believe it. So we just sort of sat in the back and it was a really weird sort of emotional uh, experience for me. <laughs> it was kind of overwhelming, to be honest, the, the reaction, because it, it, we thought it was funny, but we just had no idea and the audience just went absolutely mental for it. (laughs) And I think it's because it was playing at the, it's the perfect, it's a perfect sort of Friday night film really. Yeah. 
you know, it's perfect if you've had you've been to the pub, if we've had a couple of drinks or whatever, and you're just in a good mood. You're in the mood to have fun and laugh mm. and be a bit scared, and it's a real party film. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, and so watching it with a, with an audience for the first time, I mean, I must have cried like ten times. <laughs> I, remember, I remember Matt sort of nudging me and going, "Pull yourself together, man. We've got to do a Q and A." But it was just, you know, because it was like, like I said, it's a, such a long, long um, process from the moment I started writing in that hotel. Uh, to the moment at the Edinburgh Festival, yeah. Edinburgh Film Festival, the whole that was all about. I mean, I've got, I want to say like six, seven years, maybe. Wow. So it's a, it's a long process of thinking about this thing and and working on this thing and and going through all these changes and. So when you finally watch it, for me, I mean, I'm a crybaby anyway, but um, it was very emotional. Yeah. No, I should imagine so. Mm. Now Tina doesn't know this, and I hope I'm right in saying it. Yeah. What is your next film? Isn't it something to do with gingers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll get my coat. I'll come to your house now. Oh, Give me yes. a part. <laughs> we're going to need you in there. We're going to need all all gingers on deck, basically. I'm in. Yes, perfect. Don't, I'm yeah, fat I, as I, well. Don't um, uh, yeah, it, it, that's our the double date team, me, Ben and Matt. Um, that's our next, we're hoping that's our next film. We've, the script is done and we're ho- we're aiming to shoot next spring, summer. So we're just sort of going out to cast at the moment, but it's, um, it's based, it's about gingers. Uh, it's sort of a bit of my love, my love letter to ginger hair really. Aww. And it's, it's been a huge part of my life. I mean, yeah. most of my family are ginger and, um, it's and it's kind of also a bit of a satire about what's happening in Britain um, and the sort. Of, it's it's, but the basic idea is that it's a ginger brother and sister on the run, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're running away from a sort of uh, anti-ginger hate group. Oh. Uh, but they're but they're really vicious, horrible, nasty sort of na- neo-Nazi types, really. Bloody bastards. This, this is, is going to be your favourite film it's ever. It's going to be Tina. my favourite film. If you get Kate Bush to do the music, it will be the favourite yeah. film. It will be my favourite film. I'll email, I'll email Kate Bush. And see if oh. But yeah, so that's that's what we're hoping anyway. So you know, Amazing. fingers crossed, yeah. we can we can get that going. Um, yeah, I think that this film, uh, Double Date. Yeah, I think that word of mouth. Um, and people like us, we see it, we tell people. That's so nice. And they Thank tell people, it's not, believe me, you don't have to thank us. We genuinely love it. It's my favourite <laughs> film that I've seen this year. It is, yeah. And oh. we watch an awful lot of films, yeah. don't we? <laughs> yeah, we, God, we yeah. have to review a lot of films. And yeah. it is, and I wouldn't, yeah. it's not fake praise, it's genuine. It's my favourite film of the year. Absolutely. From all the big Hollywood films that come out to little independent films, Wow. Double Date is that's, my favourite film. It is. That's amazing. Thank you. And I, I mean, think, yeah, well, we're, word uh, of mouth, hoping, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to just snowball for you. And I think that well, it's going to be, yeah, it will. It will. Yeah. That would be great. That's what we're hoping now. You know, it's been, a, it's also been a long process getting it to this point to DVD and mm. online. Yeah. Uh, we had our cinema release like two years ago. So that's been another slow process, yeah. but it's just, it's basically indie film, you know, especially in this country is so, so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're hoping now, like you said, if, if we can get a bit of word of mouth and people can now tell other people to go and watch it easily, um that's that would be awesome we all we want is for as many people to see this film and enjoy this film as possible so um people like you we you know we can't thank you enough uh so yeah just thank you very much a pleasure we'll definitely have to get you back on dunny when your next film's out as well definitely absolutely this is this has been i've got to say this has been the best uh podcast i've ever done (laughs) (laughs) you two two are brilliant i've I've been so relaxed normally on these kind of things i get very nervous but yeah you two are absolutely brilliant interviewing so congratulations on that (laughs) i can't can't believe the time's gone so quickly it has gone quick so we're gonna have to tie this up of course but for the sake of the edit we shall say goodbye and thank you so much danny and we will always tell people to watch double date and please keep us updated on oh. as, as the ginger movie now. Yes, and oh, you need to yes. know Danny's Twitter and... as well. Oh yeah, tell people your Twitter as well. Is that, is that oh, the best way for yeah. people to follow what you do? 
Yes, so it's Danny Morgan eighty three. Okay, I will put at those. Danny Morgan eighty three. Please, yeah, give me a follow. That would be awesome. Yeah, and I'll keep everyone updated. And thank you guys. Thank you so much. You're really appreciate bad. it. Oh, it's good. Really good to talk to you, Danny. Yeah. And we'll talk yeah. again soon. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. All right. Thank you. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview. One which I sat with you, Tina, and one which we both thoroughly enjoyed yeah. doing, didn't we? He's so lovely, isn't he? It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's really nice when you get to talk to somebody who's like relaxed and just chats to you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And who can talk. It's yeah, always good. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, obviously it's an audio show. You have guests that are good at talking and it makes for a good show. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you were saying one thing that we were off air and then Danny reminded us. He remembered something that he didn't say during the recording, didn't he? Yeah. Well, there's a theme uh, with Danny's filmmaking, <laughs> apart from being ginger, is he seems to be obsessed. He won't admit that he's obsessed with Harry Potter <laughs> and that really he has a deep love mm. of Harry Potter. But uh, Georgia Groom, who plays Lulu in the film, is in real life Rupert Grint, who plays Ron Weasley's partner. Mm -hmm. Which is quite amazing, really. So he, isn't is, it? he would be yeah. ideal for the next film that Danny's going to make yeah. to have him in as well. Yeah, because he's like the most famous ginger in Britain, Rupert, yeah. isn't he? Well, after you, of course. Yeah, and Danny. And Danny. So there's me, yeah. I'm the most famous ginger. Yeah. Then there's Danny, then there's Rupert. That's not, that's not a bad trio of gingers. Isn't really, is no, it? it's not. <laughs> is that nearly like a gangbang of gingers? I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of collective term for gingers. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there is one out there. Uh, as we said, we thoroughly encourage everybody to buy it. Uh, yeah. If you are going to buy it from Amazon UK, please buy it through the uh, the links on our website. Cost yes. you no more, and you know we get a little bit to help with the running of the website and the podcast too, which is always mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, the website, in case you didn't know, 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there. Uh, or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. We're on Instagram and Twitter at 60minuteswith. We're on Reddit. You can leave us comments about all of the podcasts that we do. That's 60 Minutes With Podcast on Reddit if you're on there. And that's about it, I think. Will you put a ginger wig on and lick my face now? Is that what we're going to do now? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind? Okay. You what that. about some sort of ginger, like, you know, And a Harry pubic. Potter one. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh, that's seven or eight towels happening, right? Oh, I'm just going to the air in cupboard. <laughs> uh, the links for Danny and his Twitter and everything else will be on the podcast notes on the website and whatever device you're listening to us right now. Right? We shall disappear and... Um, Wingardium Leviosa! Okay. <laughs>